This episode of Locked on Kraken on this fabulous Friday is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. I had a lot of fun opening Green Room chats. We have an actual chat where if you are an iOS user, you can actually type as your favorite analyst, your favorite player, or just some fans just like you are talking about your favorite sports team. That's one of my favorite features on Spotify Green Room. As a podcaster, I also love that I can record the sessions and just laugh at all my horrible takes later in the week. Um, so if you're not already, follow me at elindsay08 on Spotify Greenroom. That will make sure you get a notification anytime that I go live. We'll be using Spotify Greenroom mostly for breaking news, things that are so mind-blowing that we just have to do an emergency podcast. So make sure you are following me at elindsay on Spotify Greenroom, which is changing the way we talk sports. We haven't played a game yet, but the word is already out that we've got some you know, crazy passionate fans and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them. You are Locked On Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. What's cracking, Seattle hockey fans? Your host of Locked on Kraken, Erica Lindsay Ayala, here for the Friday edition of the Locked on Kraken podcast. As promised, we are going to close out this week by talking to some of the youngest players on the Seattle Kraken roster as of now. Of course, we're talking about the 2021 draft class. So we're going to hear from the number 35 overall pick Riker Evans, the number 67 overall pick Ryan Winterton, and the number 131 overall pick Jacob Melanson on today's episode. Um, if we have some time, we'll see how the episode goes, but we had some media availability with uh, Grubauer, with uh, Blackwood, so we had a, a pretty jam-packed day today on Friday, um, and so if we have some time, we'll get you those um, interviews or snippets of those interviews as well. If not, we'll save it for next week, because we got time. We are going to be talking about rookie training camp. We're going to be talking about training camp for all of the Seattle Kraken. Of course, we're going to be talking about preseason, all leading up to the first games. We've got a road stretch. And then the home opener on October 23rd against the Vancouver Canucks. Um, before we get into the episode, though, every once in a while, I do want to give a shout out to um, just some amazing, amazing accounts that you should follow if you are a Seattle Kraken fan. And I'm going to make an assumption that if you are listening to Locked on Kraken, you indeed are a Seattle Kraken fan, or maybe a fan of me. Either way, I'll take it. <laughs> um, slightly kidding about that last part. No, I mean, yeah, like fans of me, I hope you listen to the show. Uh, anyway, I want you to be fans of other people that are fans of the Seattle Kraken. So every once in a while, you know, not every episode, but at least once a week, I want to highlight some accounts that I think you should be following. You should know by now I'm a huge fan of Scott Brendan and his work. He's still doing amazing YouTube videos. So if you want to get his thoughts on the draft class and free agency check out Cheap Seats Sports on YouTube. But today I want to focus on Lucas Gates. 
at Lucas Gates 92 gave us a mock-up of the Winter Classic Vancouver and Seattle head-to-head at Lumen Field. Uh, it's a concept. So, you know, I love this rivalry renewed. And the sweater for the Seattle Kraken is based off of it's uh, the S from the Seattle Kraken logo, but it's based off of the Seattle Metropolitan's colors. So the green, the red, the cream, I think it's fantastic, but it has the Seattle Kraken S and the anchor. I absolutely love this mock-up. And then Lucas in the thread gives reference. The base design of the Canucks is inspired by the 1950s era Canucks uniforms. The colors were changed to match the current colors as the original colors don't work for the current club. Interesting. As far as the Seattle Kraken, the design is a bit of a deviation from the Seattle Metropolitans, the first American team to win the Stanley Cup, or uh, I prefer saying uh, North American team, uh, or the first team in the United States, excuse me. Unfortunately, Uh, Lucas writes, unfortunately, the design of these jerseys would sadly not work with Adidas. Plus, I think it's way too over-designed, in my opinion. So I simplified the designs down. Interesting. I mean, it is very uh, Christmas, you know, or winter holiday looking. Um, The the socks are very loud (laughs) for the original Metropolitans jerseys um so i can't fault lucas on that one but check out the mock-up i'm gonna leave the link if you want to see the winter classic mock mock-up again lucas gates at lucas gates 92 always give credit where credit is due and there are some fantastically creative passionate seattle kraken fans if you listen to the show you know that ron francis agrees that's him talking in the intro you shouldn't skip that intro. There's some great stuff in there. But, uh, and I want to highlight. I want to highlight all of the innovative, creative, passionate things that are coming from the fan base. So if you have any suggestions, you can always, you know, drop us an email, lockedonkraken at gmail.com. Eventually I'll get into a Q&A. I want to get a little more established, get the facts down straight, get a little bit acclimated with the team. And in my case, the National Hockey League covered from a distance for years, but now I'm, I'm jumping in with the Seattle Kraken. So uh, anyway, that's that. As promised, let's get you to some of these interviews, starting with the 35th overall pick, the second for the Seattle Kraken, Riker Evans. Hey, Riker. First of all, congratulations. Welcome to Seattle. Uh, I was looking at some uh, stats for you here in Regina. I noticed that you went from essentially being about a half a point player two years ago to being a point per game player last season. How do you kind of explain that improvement? What do you think factored into that? Uh, Well, last year, we obviously had that extended break there. Uh, I was able to work on a lot of things that you would never really get to work on during the season. And uh, that just allowed my confidence and my belief in my abilities to uh, to skyrocket and the help of my teammates and uh, yeah, the other just I kind of all contributed to uh, the success this year. Very cool. Thank you. Bob, 
Good morning, Riker. Congratulations, Bob Condor with the Kraken. Um, Thank you. you. You describe yourself as a give-and-go type player, um, somebody who gets the puck in, out of the zone and onto the offense. Can you talk a little bit about what that means to you and how you've worked on that the last couple of years? Yeah, I feel skating is my, my strong suit, so uh, I like to play with speed and uh, definitely taking it up into the zone and creating those give-and-go odd-man rushes is something I, uh, I contribute to my game. Let's go, uh, Bob, again. Hey, Riker. Um, I uh, remember a story from a few years ago with uh, Duncan Keith, who's uh, obviously going to play for Edmonton this year, talking to a reporter at NHL.com when I was there about everybody coming up to him at the 2008 All-Star game and saying, are you surprised to be here? And our reporter actually didn't do that. And uh, when they had to cup on his peer years later, couple years later, actually, uh, he said to Mike, you know, you're the only guy who didn't say you're surprised to be here. So I'm not going to ask you if you're surprised to be here. What what were you thinking going into this to this day? Do you have hopes to uh, to land this high? Uh, there's definitely a lot of uncertainties as to where you're going to go, especially in the later rounds. But uh, I'm just blessed to be picked by the Seattle Kraken in the, the second round. And that's kind of all I'm, I'm thinking about right now. Aaron Brown. Hello again, Riker. Uh, how did the process play out with the Kraken? Did you did they give any indication that they were interested in uh, in picking? I'm sure you at least chatted with them a number of times. Uh, and then my second question is, uh, what are your thoughts on playing for a brand new franchise, and uh, what does that mean to you? Yeah, we we talked quite a bit on the phone with uh, with Jeff Crisp and and the the head guy. Um, we. Uh, yeah, we went through various calls, and uh, I'm just extremely excited to to get started with this brand new franchise. Uh, beautiful city, uh, playing there against the Seattle Thunderbirds. They they've got to have one of the best fans in the in the league, and uh, just knowing that, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it is. Uh, it can be pretty rowdy at uh, <laughs> at the Accesso Shower Center, no question about it. Do you think uh, that that's going to carry over a bit to the NHL fan base? I believe 100%. They're uh, they're passionate fan group, uh, especially with the uh, the Seahawks there, and uh, 100% that's going to change over to the uh, the NHL culture. Coming up next on Locked On Kraken, we're going to hear from Ryan Winterton, and you'll hear a little bit more about his journey to Seattle and all of the good things there. Um, and that's coming up next on Locked On Kraken. Hey, Ryan, congratulations. Uh, so I know it was an odd year for you, certainly, being that the OHL season was canceled. Uh, you did get to play with Team Canada at the U18s. Is this where you think Seattle got the best look at you? Uh, thank you for uh, the congratulations. But, yeah, I think, um, you know, I don't know if Seattle was watching me back in my 16-year-old year in Hamilton um, with – I don't know how their scouting was with the expansion team – um, yeah, I think at U18s, everyone kind of got a glimpse of me. Um, and Seattle, obviously, I guess, liked what they saw. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful for them picking me. Yeah. Um, and then, so I, I know that you're, you're known as somebody who really competes hard at both ends of the ice. Um, do you think that that's, uh, first off, do you think that's a fair uh, assessment of your game? Um, and I, I noticed, I mean, that's obviously something that 
people say about Matty Beneers as well. Um, I'm wondering how much of, of that is, uh, you know, you think is valuable to Seattle that made them uh, pick you here? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, always a, a competitor um, is always useful to any team. Um, and I kind of pride myself on that going into games, um, just competing, competing to the best of my ability and then doing whatever I can for the teams. So, um, you know, I think that's kind of Seattle's structure or, you know, you have to you have to play that way to enter the NHL. So, you know, I got to get, um, you know, more work done in the offseason and stuff. But, yeah, I think, um, you know, next year is going to be a big year for me in competing and, and whatnot. Thanks, Ryan. Jeff Baker. Hi, Ryan. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Number one, I, I, the very first part of what you said, it took a while to get on this thing. Um, I wanted to ask you just, just what, what do you think are some of the things you've had to work on um, since you played, since you played at the, uh, the tournament in Texas? I mean, j just to get yourself back in, in, in playing shape given all the time that you missed and uh, where do you think you still have to go with that yeah for sure I think uh I think strength's a big one for me I think kind of you know being 6'2 and 175 I think I have you know lots of room to you know get stronger and put more muscle on and you know kind of grow as a player and I think kind of you know as that evolves um I think everything in my game kind of gets you know elevated to the next level and you know I think that makes me a better player all around so I'd say just kind of you know, after U18s, I kind of noticed that I need to, you know, get in the gym, work a bit harder, um, put some muscle on. And, you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, I'll be just fine. And, and I'm sorry if this was asked before, but, but did you play any hockey at all between your last junior game with Hamilton and, and that tournament in Texas? Like, were you playing rec leagues? Uh, what, what were you doing? Yeah, um, I, you know, played the odd league with my agents. Um, you know, we had a, we had a three on three um, group going and, you know, we'd, we'd play some five on five sometimes as well but you know nothing like an OHL season playing you know three to three to four times a week um but you know it was maybe once every here and there so definitely not um you know what I, I'd rather be in Hamilton for sure um but you know that obviously didn't happen you kind of you kind of made the most out of um the opportunity so you know I think it was beneficial for me to kind of just you know be able to play five on five I know some people weren't so you know I'm grateful for that opportunity and I think it kind of helped me um in U18s Thank you. John Barr. Hey, Ryan, congratulations. Um, well done. Um, difficult season, obviously, uh, but there was a lot of talk about your improvement through your 16-year-old season, how you, you actually finished a lot stronger uh, toward the end of the season. How did you keep that momentum going? You talked about some of the three-on-threes and a little ice time, but were there activities that you did off the ice that, that you were trying to focus on, whether it be stronger or quickness, anything like that from the off season or, or the season that would have been, you would have been playing with Hamilton? Yeah, I think kind of coming off of Hamilton, I was really motivated. Um, you know, I thought, I think it was kind of a down year for myself, not a down year, but I, you know, I would say it wasn't up to my standards. I hold myself. Um, so I was kind of, you know, really motivated after that year. And I kind of, you know, made it an effort to improve, you know, kind of everything in my bag. Um, so that was a big off season for me. And then I kind of just, developed everything um, and then, you know, was, was able to do pretty well at uh, U18s. Bob Condor. Hey Ryan, Bob Condor from the Kraken. Congrats. Uh, look forward to meeting you in person. Um, the, the things you might've learned from your teammates and coaches at the U18s, anything that sticks out in your mind? Yeah. I mean, you know, always being around. Well, first off, thank you for the congratulations and, 
yeah, kind of, you know, when you always go away to those tournaments and have like, um, you know, a, um, a team like that, and, you know, Shane Wright and those kind of guys around, um, you know, it's huge to kind of just learn off them, um, take take little things from their games and kind of apply to yours if it's on ice, off ice. So um, I'd say they did a really good job at, you know, making me, you know, I, I learned a couple of things from them and then kind of the coaches, just, you know, the systems they ran and, um, you know, the, the, the information they were feeding us was really helpful for me um for for the tournament and for coming into Hamilton and my future in hockey so I'd say the U18s was really beneficial for my for my learning and kind of development as a player Nick Hotsunika hey Ryan uh Nick Hotsunika from NHL.com something you said stuck out to me you said that Seattle structure like the Kraken haven't played a game yet so I'm curious like did you get that from zoom calls from interviews like what they expect and, and how do you define that no, I just, I kind of, you know, applied it to everyone's team. Um, when I said that, I didn't talk to, you know, Seattle much before the draft, but, you know, I knew they were interested, but um, no, I didn't talk about that prior. Just, I kind of knew um, with every NHL team, you need the compete level to be there. So, um, you know, I think that just kind of runs throughout the league, the compete and, you know, the work ethic of everyone. So I was just kind of applying it to, you know, the league in general, but, um, you know, I know Seattle is, you know, big on, their their structure and um you know the the work ethic of their players thank you darren brown ryan what can you tell us about yourself that maybe we wouldn't see on like a pre-draft analysis what's like about your story or or maybe um things you enjoy off the ice yeah um you know i think they'd say um that's a good question i haven't thought of that one too much but uh <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe I like to golf. I don't know. That's probably not on, not on any, um, you know, draft radar or anything. So I, I like to get out for around when I can um, with my buddies and kind of just let loose. That was kind of a big thing for me with COVID and just kind of, you know, clearing your mind a little bit, um, going out for a round and then, um, you know, getting back to work, obviously. Yeah, that's great. Well, there's some great courses in Seattle, so I think you'll like it here. Awesome. Um, do, do you uh, do you uh, have any expectations of what it's going to be like to to play in Seattle, being that it's such a new franchise? Have you been to Seattle? What do you know about the the market? Yeah, um, you know, I haven't thought of it too much. Obviously, I I don't know too much because the, the new franchise and whatnot. But you know, I know that they're going to be good fans. There's going to be loyal fans. Um, you know, I'm really excited. I know the the, the, the organization's going in the right way. So, um, you know, I'm really, um, trusted in the organization. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah. Before we get back into it, let me tell you about Built Bar. Not only are they the sponsor of the U.S. track and field team, not only are they the sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network, but they are specifically sponsoring the Locked On NBA mock draft that is being recorded live in a studio, streamed on YouTube, saved for posterity. It's fantastic. But also, these bars, anywhere from 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 uh, grams of carbs, but they're great tasting. You've got salted caramel. You've got double chocolate, strawberry, coconut almond i mean the flavors are insane and that's just the regular degular flavors you've also got special flavors uh the grasshopper uh flavor which is kind of a the built bar take on a mint chocolate chip like a thin mint cookie um 
lots of great options. So make sure you head over to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. We're going to close out the show with the 131 pick, Jacob Melanson. All of these interviews happened on the second day of the uh, of the entry draft. Excuse me. Of course, in the first round, the Seattle Kraken selected Matthew Beneers. I've spoken about him a few times, a time or two. His excitement is palpable. The excitement of all these guys is palpable. I feel like we're getting a sense of that culture. Every every member of the Kraken that I've spoken to seems pretty excited. Some came through um, and by way of the expansion draft. Were there any hard feelings? If so, I don't know. The Seattle Kraken put on such a good party that uh, everyone seemed in good spirits. Some came through free agency. Of course, that in and of itself is a new experience. Jaden Schwartz is an example. I thought he sounded pretty chipper. And uh, now we've got the young guns. So I, I think it's been exciting. I hope you have enjoyed. Again, try, I want you to get to know the players and hear from the players. I don't know. That's the type of fan that I am. I like hearing from the players directly. There'll be plenty of time for me to pontificate and to analyze and to criticize. But right now, let's get to know the guys. I really didn't mean for all of that to rhyme, but I guess it worked out. So we'll go with it. <laughs> But uh, let's get to know the guys before we really start picking everything apart. All right, let's try this again. Congratulations on your uh, selection, Jake. Um, You've been through an awful lot the last couple of years with with your surgeries, um, breaking it. You broke your collarbone twice. I think the second one was more serious than the first. I mean, how, how was it mentally to go through that? you know, try to recover from one, come back for the other, have that happen, then have COVID happen. And, and, and how did, how did you, uh, how did you get through that? This no, season? a lot of adversity I, had, I uh, battled through the last two years, just with COVID and two shoulder injuries. So it's like catching up to the bus when you're, when you get injured for a while and you're out for a little bit, but I trained my butt off and uh, was on the ice as much as I could just to kind of catch up to everyone. And I think I did coming back to Bathurst in the second half of the year. And I kind of showed what I can do as a hockey player. So just to clarify, was it your collarbone or your shoulder that you had? My collarbone. Collarbone. Yeah. And if, if I can jump in with a second one, just uh, growing up as a kid, I mean, you live in a pretty remote town from what I can see about like 10,000 people. Yeah. Um, how 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 tough was it to get out there to play? I saw that one one of your teams you had to it was your Bantam team you had to or your midget team you had to uh, you had to go like a hundred kilometers a hundred kilometers in each direction. No, yeah, my uh, I started out in Adam. I had to drive an hour to Churro, Churro, Nova Scotia. So it was a long drive to get there, but dedication from my from myself and my family just to be able to get me to practice every day and then. My midget year, I had to travel an hour and a half, but the same thing, just dedication, trying to reach my goal in life, and my parents were right behind me. Thanks. Aaron Brown. 
Hey, how's it going? So um, the name Melanson is uh, common in high-level hockey, and this is a pretty random question. I'm just curious if you have uh, any uh, lineage of high-level hockey players in your family. No, I'm the first one. <laughs> All right. Uh, describe your style for us. What are your kind of your strengths as a hockey player, and what do you think you need to work on? No, I'm a two-way forward, but I my physical presence is probably the biggest part of my game and my scoring touch. I, I'm a fast guy, but I also need to work on my skating if I want to make it to the next level. So that's what I'll be working on the next few years and hopefully be a crack one day. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know two seasons ago you played for Quebec, moved over to the Titan. Yeah. Um, how did that change happen? And uh, I guess, how has it compared playing for the two different organizations? No, I had a great first year in Quebec. I didn't get the most ice time and to show myself and to show my skills. But after my second shoulder injury in training camp this year, I came home and as a family with my agent, I kind of decided that it was the best for me to get a trade to Bathurst, which I went there in the best shape I've ever been in and kind of showed what I can do as a person and what I can do as a player. Mm -hmm. And you did have a, a huge increase in your point production, certainly from one yeah. year to the next. Um, how much of that do you think was just you improving? And how much of that do you think it was the, the change of scenery and maybe a better fit for you? No, I think it was a lot of, I improved a lot over that little span that I was injured, kind of, I was on the ice almost four times a day and in the gym every day, just getting better at getting better at everything I needed to. And also I got a chance to play in Quebec. I wasn't really given the chance to kind of succeed and show myself as a player. And when I got to Bathurst, they gave me every opportunity and I capitalized on it all. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Bob Condor. Hey, Jacob, Bob Condor from the Kraken here. Welcome. Look forward to seeing you in person soon. Uh, question about going over to the new club. Uh, pretty good roster, as you know, when you went over there. Some good players, teammate getting drafted. Um, how did you fit in? How was that for you in terms of uh, finding your place with a team that obviously had it going already? No, I had a Riley Kidney I kind of grew up playing against and kind of playing with on Hockey Nova Scotia. So we had a lot of chemistry going in and kind of I played with and a lot of or against a lot of the players on the team. So I went in there not knowing not knowing everyone, but kind of having a sense of who was there. They welcomed me like family and I was glad to be a part of it. And uh, follow up on that, you obviously got, you did well in terms of points per game. What what was clicking for you? What what felt great when you were out there on that run? No, we were just all brothers there. We were all family and we were all working towards the same goal of winning. And I think that we all kind of clicked and had great chemistry. And even moving on to the next couple of years, I feel like we're going to be a dominant team. Thanks. Thank you. Anything else for Jacob here before we let him go celebrate? Oh, actually, John Barr. Hey, Jacob. Uh, congratulations. Um, you know, I know you didn't grow. You're a couple years apart from Luke Henman, but and you also didn't grow grow up too close to him. But have you ever had interactions with him, whether it be camps or kind of? I mean, you might have played against him um, in the previous season, but um, have you had any interactions with him? No yet. The last uh, couple of years, I uh, skated in Halifax, so that's where he's from, and I was on the ice most every day with him, so he's a okay. great player and a great person, so I can't wait to meet him. I plan to be in Seattle again for the training camps for preseason and certainly for the home opener. 
I'll probably come back to the East Coast and catch the Seattle Kraken. Probably my first Seattle Kraken game will be at when they um, come to the Prue Center, Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, and take on the New Jersey Devils. New Jersey Devils making some moves in free agency. We've done our squad cast with Trey, so make sure you're listening to Locked on Devils to hear all about some of the moves that they've made. Thank you for listening to Locked on Kraken. We are coming up on one month, on a one-month anniversary of doing this show five days a week. Once we roll into August and probably mid-September, the schedule's going to change a little bit. We're going to go back, way back in time, get you some historical context about Seattle hockey, uh, talk to some people that can give us a better sense of what it means to be a professional team in the Emerald City, and and a lot more. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope you're enjoying the ride. But for now, this is your host of Locked on Kraken, Erica Lindsay Ayala, signing out. Bye! mentioned it earlier NBA draft goat Chad Ford locked on NBA draft host Rafael Barlow and locked on NBA host John Corrales went live this year covering the NBA draft it's locked on NBA 2021 brought to you by Built Bar local experts analysis on each pick is what you are getting with our live Locked on NBA draft. So make sure you follow Locked on NBA on YouTube so you can watch either live coverage if you're watching on July 29th or you can watch the rerun on YouTube. Check it out. It's fantastic.